0: Hello and welcome to this week's Market Pulse. I'm Matt Ford, CEO and co founder of Sidekick, and this is your five minute update on key market news and events, takeaways and insights from the Sidekick investment team. We've got three really varied stories this week from techno nationalism to music streaming and the infrastructure of intelligence. So, on to our first story this week China's techno nationalism, Apple in the crosshairs. We view geopolitics as tectonic forces impacting the investment landscape. Just like plate tectonics broke up the supercontinent Pangaea, geopolitics is slowly breaking up the established order we've become accustomed to over the last few decades. Last week, reports surfaced suggesting Chinese government officials had ordered their departments to not use iPhones or other foreign devices at work. According to the Bank of America, Apple sells around 50 million iPhones to China, and an iPhone ban on government employees could see Apple sell 5 to 10 million fewer units a year. Investors got spooked by the reports and knocked around $200 just over 6% off Apple's market cap. We were somewhat surprised by the sharp reaction in the share price, though. This isn't the first time China's targeted a foreign brand. Back in 2022, China asked its government agencies and state-backed corporations to replace all foreign PC hardware and operating systems with domestic alternatives. They also previously targeted Tesla, with concerns that their cameras were collecting sensitive data. An example being in 2022, when Tesla cars were actually banned from entering a whole Chinese coastal district, where the government were holding their secretive annual leadership conclave. Companies operating in China know all too well that the fate of their Chinese businesses could change overnight. Apple gets around 20% of its revenue from China, but there are other tech companies like Intel, Nvidia and Tesla that have even greater exposure to China. We've seen little evidence of the geopolitical tensions between the US and China easing, so We expect this won't be the last time the Chinese government goes after a US tech company. On to our second story this week, the infrastructure of intelligence, investor focus on AI data centers. The generative AI boom is well underway, and share prices of companies at the forefront like Nvidia and Microsoft have done really well so far in 2023. As a result of the sharp rally, many investors are undoubtedly looking for overlooked areas of the economy that might also benefit from the boom in AI-related investment. One of these areas might be physical infrastructure, or more specifically the cloud data centers that have to house all of NVIDIA's new chips. Many institutional investors have large property portfolios, but the type of properties they're choosing to invest in are evolving. Changes in consumer behavior, like shifts towards e-commerce and remote working, mean institutional investors are increasingly favoring cloud data centers over more traditional properties like office buildings and shopping malls. There's also another factor at play that's driving increased demand for data centers. A trend towards data sovereignty, where a growing number of countries are pushing for greater control of the data collected within their borders. This has become especially important in Europe since the introduction of the General Data Protection Regulation, GDPR, in 2018. But the shift to a digital economy and the proliferation of data centres have sustainability implications. Data centres have to be cooled to keep all the high-end equipment functioning, and as a result they use a lot of water and electricity. McKinsey estimates that a large data center can use as much electricity as 80,000 households and as much water as 50,000 households. Demand for data centers is expected to more than double between 2022 and 2030, but it's not all sunshine and roses. Regulators and governments are mandating increasingly strict sustainability standards that could impact long-term expected returns. And onto our final story this week, evolution on repeat reshaping the economics of music streaming. Historically, the music industry has been an early candidate for technological disruption, and as a result has had to learn to adapt to stay ahead. The advent of the MP3 format led to a rise in illegal music downloads, for instance, through sites like LimeWire. This put music industry revenues and artists' livelihoods under really great pressure. But then, during the mid to late 2000s, thanks to the launch of streaming services like Spotify and Apple Music, the fortunes of the music industry have started to change. The industry did so well that large asset managers like Blackstone, KKR and Blackrock invested billions into music catalogues where royalty payments from copyrights offer a predictable, recurring and diversified source of return. Streaming helped turn music into an asset class. Streaming services like Spotify have a relatively simple business model. They charge a monthly subscription and then distribute about two-thirds of that revenue to the owners of the music rights based on their share of listening. But this relatively simple revenue sharing structure can be easily manipulated. In many current streaming agreements, every audio stream is counted equally as long as someone, or even an algorithm, listens to it for at least 30 seconds. This is like saying that a 30 second YouTube video of a dog barking at a bus is the same as an episode of Tad Lasso. Doesn't make sense. JP Morgan estimates that if you upload a 30 second recording of your washing machine, and set your PC to listen to it on repeat, you can make up to $1,200 of royalties a month This is a very real problem and has arguably been made even worse by the advent of AI-generated music. In our ideal world, royalties should be paid to real artists, for real music, not for recordings of washing machines or fake AI music generated by apps like Boomi. And last week, we saw a deal that could take us in the right direction. Universal Music struck a deal with Deezer, a French streaming service that could reshape the music streaming economics. The deal will direct more royalty payments towards professional musicians and away from noise and fake AI streams. The deal doubles royalty payments to artists who generate at least a 1,000 listens a month. On top of that, they double royalty payments again if a streaming user searches for a specific artist like Taylor Swift. These is relatively small in the bigger picture, and the larger streaming platforms like Spotify and Apple Music haven't yet committed to any changes to how royalty payments will be calculated. If they do, it could have significant implications for the music business and potentially also result in artists taking a much bigger share of the revenue pie. So that was it for this week's Market Pulse. As always, we hope you enjoyed the updates, and if you want to hear more from the Sidekick team as we build out the product, you can sign up to the waitlist at SidekickMoney.com, or you can download the app directly from the App Store or the Google Play Store. We hope to see you next week, but before we go we've got some important notices. It's important to note that the contents of this Market Pulse is based on current information, which we consider to be reliable and accurate. It represents Sidekick's view only, and does not represent investment advice. Investors should not take decisions to trade based on this information. Sidekick is not yet regulated, but has applied to the FCA for authorization to operate. Prior to Sidekick becoming fully authorised, none of the information provided is intended as an inducement or an invitation to apply for any Sidekick product or service. And please remember, investing should be viewed as long-term. When we launch, your capital will be at risk, and the value of your investments can go up and down, so you may get back less than you put in.